Welcome to the Yoko Podcast. My name is Greg Lewis. On April 15th, the Youngin chapter will go on a field trip to Insa Lounge in Seoul. We are honored to present a workshop in cooperation with the Seoul chapter of Kotisol. Our speaker, Rhea Metatuk, is well known in the Kotisol community as she was the committee chair for the 2021 Filmmaking Festival and National Conference. Rhea Metatuk is an assistant professor at Myungji University in Seoul. She has a BA in psychology and an MA in English education with a concentration in writing and digital media. She has been an educator for over 20 years and has taught speaking, writing, business English, presentation skills, creative filmmaking, and TOEIC listening to university students. Rhea has presented in Korea, Japan, and Malaysia, and her interests include media literacy, psychology, metacognition, creativity, and well-being. However, her interests of late have leaned more towards the psychology side of things as she plans and prepares for her English classes. All right. Do you have your coffee? Um, yes. Excellent. I am speaking with Rhea Metatek, and uh, Rhea will be doing a presentation uh, start in April 15th at the Insa Lounge, which Insta sounds Lounge. really sexy. Insa, Insa. Read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I assume this is an Insa Dong. It is very close to Insa Dong. It is between Jogesaw Temple. It's kind of like a triangulation. Jogesaw Temple, Jongak Station, Insa Dong. There's a little street in there. It's kind of an artsy area, isn't it? It's an artsy area. And I did a reconnaissance mission this week for the full chapter to investigate different potential locations that we found on a website called, I believe it is Space Cloud. Really cool. Hmm. All these places exist that you can rent and they have projectors and technology and different options. So we thought about maybe transportation-wise in the city. Jungno is a main vein. Like even people coming from Gyeonggi-do can just get on the freeway and pop right into that part of the city. Pardon me, the yellow dust is bad. So my throat's a little bit weird today. Um, and so there. But we have some other options. Some of them were a little bit big or small. So... But we settled on, on the Insa Lounge. We settled lounge. on the Insa Lounge, and it's really cute. And we just thought also kind of like something different after yeah. the pandemic and see how it goes. Yeah, I like it. I'm just, just looking at the picture and the sounds of it. I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah. what can you tell me about? Well, you know, I have almost not, I can almost guarantee that students, a group of students somewhere in my class, when they're doing their group discussions, this topic of MBTI come, will come up. And the volume in that group goes way up, which is <laughs> fabulous, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I'm wondering, uh, you know, first of all, can you say, tell us uh, what is MBTI? Because some people maybe don't know. And where are your students finding out about it? Is it, is it part of their formal, I don't know, psychology classes? Or is it something they pick up on social media? It's difficult to pinpoint the origin of the MBTI craze per 
say in Korea, and that might be a point of discussion at the event itself. Um, but it's like a Myers-Briggs theme personality test that was made popular after World War II in America that suddenly has just caught fire in Korea, as you can probably tell. Mm. Um, moreover, for me, just like you said, I think it's the overarching topic is trying to find out what is getting students talking and tap into that and use it to your benefit if you have to teach, uh, you know, conversation classes. So I will be also asking members to come with their ideas, like what gets their students going? You know, how do you tap into their interests? And what are they talking about these days? And hopefully we can even get some new ideas. But I do think that personally, I'm interested in it because my undergrad is in psychology and I always have a lot of things that I'm interested in that I'm looking into. So personal development and psychology I think if I were to study more these days, I'm looking into educational psychology direction. Mm. And it's, it's not a test that is accepted in the world of uh, psychology research per se, but I think just having different options invites the whole process of self-examination, self-exploration on many levels for instructors to do that and think about what kind of teacher they are and also realize that we have excuse me, so many different personalities of students in the classroom and how we can reach out to different kinds of students. So there are, it's like a multi-level sort of consideration. But mm. basically, I just find that um, if I drop in um, MBTI topic questions into my discussion book, which is basically constructed to help them practice the lesson objectives in the class, but I find a way to kind of creatively throw them in here and there and other such topics like, yeah, like you said, it gets them going. Use the forces with instead of against us. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to be a, a bit of a brainstorm session, which sounds very cool. Uh, brainstorming ideas about MBTI and how to sort of uh, integrate it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm always circuit like, what is it that kind of lights their fire? Because they really do light up when they start to talk about this? Is it just that they have this common language? Mm, well, you know, I was thinking about when I first came to Korea and I was, I had a copy of The Lonely Planet in my hand at the time. That was a thing that people did. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, you know, looking at the book and how it discussed that Korea has the most philosophical flag in the world, you know, with the different markings that show you know the earth and the air and i think that they're just into such things you know there's an underpinning to the culture and you think about traditionally they think about their lunar calendar lunar zodiac and and whatnot like it's not really mainstream but it is there and predating the mbti craze there's a blood type obsession right you know i think it's just sort of like a conversation starter sometimes to get people to talk about themselves and what kind of person you are and Definitely. maybe to create like a comfort of knowing, okay, maybe I can expect this from this person. And then I think the Koreans can be a bit introspective in that way, hmm. not to generalize. 
Well, I, I totally agree with you that the, I mean, it used to be an, uh, about the blood type. It's like everybody knew their blood type and everybody would, it, it sort of follows on. I agree with you with it, the same sort of, it's something that to talk about that gets them started in their, in their conversations. And what I'm really looking forward to, you know, sort of picking up in this presentation on April 14th at Insa Lounge between 2 15th. and 5 p.m. 15th, oh, between 2 and 5, right? That is correct. Sure. If you go on the April 14th, that would be the early bird. Lonely. Yes, it would be very lonely. <laughs> and maybe there'd be something else going on. You get yeah. two for one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to finding out how to develop that more because it just, that MBTI is just a presence in the room, almost always. And then mm -hmm. how to sort of bring that out. That's what I'm looking forward to to hearing your ideas and other ideas of other people. Sure, and a question that I'll ask people is, where have you seen it in Korea? So for example, where else have you seen it, Greg? Where else have I seen it, other than in the classroom? Well, my mom studied Carl Jung, so it, it kind of, uh, I mean, Carl Jung is sort of the, I think he's Briggs Myers. She picked up hey. from Carl Jung, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and developed added added to it, I think, added some more uh, another layer to it, I think, another yeah, that part is a bit elusive, but I believe that they developed it based on the idea of archetype and Jungian psychology and you know extroversion and introversion, and most people are familiar with that concept at least yeah I, I, my my mother you know talking about Carl Jung and that, but she didn't really cotton to the idea, if I can say that cotton to the idea of MBTI. <laughs> Um, just because, as you said earlier, it's not it's not a serious test. And there are seem to be many different versions of it over time, too. Isn't that right? Um, yes, I think so. But I think that the most popular pre-test is the 16 personalities uh -huh. online. And then there is the official Myers-Briggs test itself that you have to pay to do. And from what more, I understand... More questions? But from what I understand, yeah, it's has more questions and the 16 personalities one will allow you to put yourself on the spectrum between one and the other in the question whereas the original test will make you choose one or the other and oh i haven't done the original test actually so are we going to be doing the test there that's a good question i have done it but i don't, I don't I wouldn't my... push anyone to do it if they don't want to but i would invite them to do it so they could participate in the discussion in a more direct way. Yeah, it's not like taking a needle or something. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've seen it, now that I'm thinking about it, like I've seen it on bus advertisements. If you look really? in your Tata, you, there are stickers related to... You can put your MBTI on your Tata profile. And I've even seen it in my university when I'm looking up student information. If they do the test, it comes along with their whole academic history, like their MBTI. Wow. So they, yeah. they're taking it more seriously than I do. Um, and I did look into a bit of research, and it's generally in the psychology field at large, it's not an accepted test, but sure. it is used in some other countries um, regardless hmm. to look at differences in students and stuff. So we can just discuss, like, are there any really different tests, you know? And now, a public service announcement. 
coming April 29th and 30th to Sukmyung Women's University, Seoul, Korea, and online, the 30th Korea TESOL International Conference, Advancing Collaboration, Exchanges Among Scholars, Instructors, and Students. For more information, visit koreatesol.org. That's koreatesol, one word, dot org. And now, back to the show. I have a little bit of a philosophy towards psychology tests of being like quantum physics. You know, the aspect of the, the wave and the particle theory, like, is mm. light a wave or is it a particle? And from what I understand, it depends on if you approach it thinking that it's a wave or if you approach it thinking that it's a particle. So I don't know if psychology tests can be completely objective because the tester has their own perception from which they can glean ideas about the person that they're testing, right? right? And I also would bring up that any kind of test that involves a person answering questions about themselves depends on their level of self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. How do we ever know? Right. How and much will- we know? <laughs> <laughs> and willingness but, to share that about themselves. I, I think that going into that process is very, very, very valuable in many ways in your life. Mm-hmm. To just try to understand yourself, understand how it is that you work with other people. And when you work with people who are like this or like this, like, for example, one of the reasons that I got into it in the first place is I think it was right after university and I was working in Vancouver in an ESL school. And I met someone who was also a psych major and we started talking about it. That's when I first heard about it. And she said, oh, you should do it. And then. I thought, oh, wow. Okay. Because for me, I'm an N type and I'm pretty sure that I come from a family of S type. And growing up, I always felt like I was the weird one, you know, <laughs> like interested in underpinning the reasons why and mm. like, the, you know, more abstract things where my family is really down to earth and like concrete about a lot of things. And I thought, well, hey, you know, like the concept of, Understanding how you just have a different perspective from someone about what is going on around you. Mm-hmm. And I like that about it. You're the kid that was saying, why, why, why all yeah. the time. What's this? <laughs> What's this? Where am I? Who is this? Why are we here? Yeah. Where are we going? Why are we going there? <laughs> are we there yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. That probably drove my family crazy with those things. Kids do that. Kids mm-hmm. have a habit of doing that. I think it's it's going to be an exciting sort of dive into something that seems, I if it's if it's popular in our classes, I'm sure it's popular in other teachers' classes. People who teach freshmen, I'm assuming they're running into the same kind of um, frequency, I guess, of of people knowing about it. So, or even younger kids these days too in Korea. Oh, really? Like, uh, yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah, like you said, if they're getting it on social media and it's uh, and TikTok that kind of thing, then yeah, they're getting it early. Sure, and like it can be a conversation starter, and that some Definitely students will is. go, "Oh, I don't believe in my MBTI, but this is it," and then they'll talk about why they don't, you know, and just giving them a chance to share their opinion on a topic, more or less. Mm. You're moving it along. Far. Usually what I see is the students, somebody will say they're MBTI and somebody else will say, I am too. And it's like, ah, there's there like you excitement. Go. Yeah. yeah. Finding commonalities, which yes. is part of what we teach in conversation. Commonalities and what makes it unique and 
getting closer and showing that you're interested in knowing more about someone and then other aspects will branch out from there. Yeah, definitely a door opener. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I hope to also just do with the people who come to the event. Like it is a presentation event, but it's really a social event guys to the presentation event. You know, there I think that emerging in the community is hey, the pandemic seems to be more or less over. You know, recently we don't have to wear masks in mm. public transportation and most classrooms it's an option. I think people are just excited to hang out. So yeah, that's really what we are going for is having a space where people can meet up and talk. And yeah, there will be the presentation aspect, but we're even planning to try to bring some food and just have it be casual and light and nothing too serious. Yeah. So I, I, I don't have to wear shoes. Um, we'll see (laughs) okay i wasn't expecting that question shirt and Uh, pants but shoes eh, maybe sandals maybe we'll have a little corner for like shoeless people you know you can soak your feet in peppermint oil infused water and now you're talking massage and Mm. yeah i'm now now i'm promising lots of things (laughs) this is going on the air what are you doing That's perfect. Well, this is cool. It's cool that this, like you said, with people are kind of coming out of their shell and coming out after COVID. And this is, uh, you know, this is the first time I think that the uh, the Youngin chapter and the Soul chapter have done this joint venture. Um, and this is the first one, right? And then this, there's another one in May, which will be then in Youngin. So we're kind of going back. Right. And, and that's interesting how that came about too. And I think physical proximity just lends to that because there are people Mm. who are sort of very close to either one, including myself. And why not? Right. And just making more connections and options for people and people who are well connected in Yongin can learn more about what's going on in Seoul and vice versa. So I know that before I was based in the Kusan chapter, Mm -hmm. And we would look for options to connect with other chapters, like having a joint Daegu and Busan Kyungnam event. And they're really fun. And people love, like, an excuse to go to another city and make a trip out of it. So, it's kind of a part of, I guess, living in the, in the countries, moving around, seeing new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that when we, um, when we connected with people in other ELT organizations, that aspect of Peace all came up is that people seem to know each other quite well compared to some other countries where it really isn't as easy to move around. Like, oh, and Japan is an example. Um, they are bigger, but it's also domestic travel is not quite as accessible, you know, hmm. or like schedules and stuff, but it's quite easy to just bounce around Korea, right? As you do, yes, yeah. I mean, you do. You're kind of. I see that you're active in in Busan still, even though you're up up here in the the north now. And now well, you're involved. And um, you were you were at our chapter meeting not long ago, and then you're in Seoul. It's like you're everywhere. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the international conference, which is coming up at the end of April, April 29th and 30th. And I believe it is the tenth by which we must register. We want the early bird but i did talk to 
Betsy a little bit before this and asked if there was anything in particular. And she said that they're still looking for especially like volunteers and student volunteers. That's a good thing to mention. Yeah, that they're always looking for new volunteers. And so if people want to volunteer, where do they go? Um, there are posters everywhere on all the different chapter Facebook pages. I'll put a link and in the show notes. That would here. be good. Mm -hmm. They also are asking for student volunteers who <clears throat> they have a lot of different jobs with students. They get a free t shirt and maybe there's some food or something. So it's a great opportunity as well for them. Yeah. So I think it's important to talk that up because yeah, it takes a lot of people. It's it's a lot of work to put one of these on. And mm. I think it's important to appreciate that and also try to support it. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. And for the soul chapter, um, just to put it out there, I think that mm -hmm. the soul chapter is also planning to have more regular social events and not always on a weekend, like trying to stagger the times that people can come. Because some people, weekends are hard. They have their family or whatever. Sure. Um, and also looking for presenters who want to try their hand at doing, like developing their presentation skills. And mm -hmm. that we'll be trying to have them in, in venues around the city, but probably for now, like in the Gilmore area, mm -hmm. as far as I understand. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, looking forward to that. Looking forward to how uh, everything is going to sort of develop. It's spring and things are like opening Yay. up. By the way, I wonder mm -hmm. what is Craig MBTI? We never got to that topic. Have you ever done the test? We'll do it on April 15th. I have done it and I just don't remember what it was. I wrote it down just so that I had I could say, well, I'm a MJPTR and, and, or whatever. <laughs> You're <is>. something <laughs> off the charts. We've never even known of a type black yo. <laughs> I have been chatting with Rhea Matatuk about Korean university students' MBTI obsession and making it work for you. The Seoul and Young In chapters of Koti Sol jointly invite you to Insa Lounge in Seoul on April 15th to continue the conversation with Rhea in person. Links to more detailed information about this event, as well as other links mentioned in this episode, can be found in the show notes. You have been listening to the Yoko Podcast. My name is Greg Lewis. Join us, won't you?